Do we got waves? Oh, that was really a bad time. <laughs> I didn't know you started recording. <laughs> oh. Uh, in case you were wondering, we have like cool, cool. It's Megan. It's Morgan. And we're in. <laughs> that was a calamity. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, this last week has been chaos. I feel like you need to start warning me when you like record. Usually you're just like, okay. And then, but I don't know that okay is a. But yeah. It's fine. Well, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> you just get the, the real raw us. Yeah. You're welcome. There's so many podcasts that I listen to that like, so it'll be like a celebrity host and they'll have a celebrity guest on and they'll just be like talking and whatever. And then like for five minutes and she's like, okay, so like, when are we going to start? And they're like, bro, this is the podcast. This is it. We're going. <laughs> it's, they're like, oh shit. Like you didn't even like introduce me. They're like, I'm going to put your name on the thing. They know who you are. It's like, a whole intro <laughs> blip. We re-record our stupid intro every <laughs> episode. <so. laughs> Yeah, just saying, like, do we got waves and looking up and you're looking guilt as you're, like, holding the <laughs> mic stand was like, oh, <laughs> whoops. <Yeah. laughs> Oops. Anyway, hi, guys. Hello. We should acknowledge the third party in the room. I What's forget up? often, even though we're literally, we have headphones on, speaking to microphones, I forget that we're not just chilling here talking. We just chatting. Yeah. For some reason with microphones. I wouldn't put it past us. It's honestly kind of nice because I can hear you better. <laughs> right so i'm deaf as fuck yeah like i kept forgetting that when we recorded the D D episodes that when we actually spoke quietly into the microphone especially because i was wearing headphones so i could hear everything and will was just like what and i was like oh sorry i yeah. forgot i need to actually speak to you and not the microphone not to mention you know well yeah but also like i'm like yeah this is this happening and he's like what <laughs> i'm like i'm sorry actually the one time that i whispered i was like oh shit and i said it again i actually heard the whisper pretty clearly oh yeah yeah on well the i mean yeah you'll hear it in the recording no I'm i sure know if, yeah if he had headphones on he would also hear it no but. i know i'm just saying i actually i said it again for the people i thought they may not have heard me oh okay well you're welcome people <laughs> <laughs> morgan was thinking about you <laughs> in that moment <laughs> I don't know why I say plural anymore. <laughs> There's no people listening. Hi, Nadia. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Anyway. Today's podcast. Uh, is a... I was going to say watch with us, but not really. No. We can all talk about a thing. Yeah, it's a three-parter. You can introduce it. It was your idea. So I was scrolling through Netflix one day, and I saw on the big banner at the top of Netflix this thing that for sure looked like a vagina. And I was like hey netflix <laughs> what <laughs> and it, it was called the principles of pleasure and i was like okay what is this like the photo was just a rose by the way it is it's a rose that looks like a labia or whatever mm -hmm. which yeah not a vagina labia Sorry. vulva vulva mm -hmm. thank you oh, fuck now i need to know what the difference between labia and vulva is we'll get into it all right i took extensive notes thank you i appreciate that <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so yeah i clicked on it and it specifically is like 
this dives into the details of like women's pleasure and the history of it and stuff. And I was like, oh, oh, this would be. And I'm pretty sure it was like actually not long after we recorded our orgasm podcast that I originally had saw it. And I was like, hey, we should totally. And it was right before our meeting about this season. And I was like, we should do a three parter because it's only three episodes mm-hmm. on the show. because yep. It's really cool and definitely deals with topics that we talk about sometimes on the show. And also like. I felt like I learned a lot. I learned a lot and it was so fucking funny. Yeah. Like I didn't expect it to be that humorous. No. It was really funny. Like I wish sex ed classes were like that. For real. Can they, they should just honestly play this for sex ed classes. Yeah, totally. But first. Hypotheticals. Yeah. Classic. Yeah, yes. I think I want to go first. I think you should, because I think I went first last time. Okay. Are you sure? Whatever. Either way, I just want to. Okay. You look too <laughs> excited. I don't like it. The moon fight. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a little astronaut on the card. He's so cute. Right? Okay. A total stranger picks a fight with you in a bar. <laughs> this stranger is exactly your size and weight. You have done nothing to this individual to warrant such animosity. (laughs) But the stranger really wants to fight you. Okay. And to make matters weirder, the stranger wants to fight you on the moon, and this is somehow possible. Cool. All right. (laughs) You and the stranger will be transported to the surface of the moon, outfitted in ultra-thin and very comfortable spacesuits, and rigged with lightweight oxygen tanks. You will then be expected to fight for 10 three-minute rounds. Three. I thought it was three-minute... Or three ten-minute rounds. Ten three-minute rounds. I'm wow. pretty sure that's, like, a normal thing in, like, Boxing or stuff. whatever, yeah. yeah. You three minutes is a long fucking time. I know. <laughs> <Just> getting pummeled. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can't use weapons. Aww. There are no rules. Except, except you can't use you weapons. You can't use weapons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also you cannot quit. Okay. Um, unless you or your opponent are not unconscious. Do you accept this challenge? And if yes, what is your moon fighting strategy? Well, so I was going to say, uh, first of all, absolutely, I would accept this <laughs> fight with a stranger on the moon. Fucking right. Especially since there doesn't seem like there's any, like, consequences if I happen to lose. Like, And also, they're your same size, same weight. Like, Yeah, fuck it. This is, like, a, an even match. Let's yeah. go. Let's see. And also, on the moon, you can, like, jump real far and shit. Like, that's cool as fuck. Yeah. Also, now I just get to go to the moon. Cool. It was an opportunity to travel to space. Let's go. <laughs> I, I'm like, I jumped so quickly on the opportunity to travel for work. You think I'm not going to travel to the moon <laughs> yes. if some random stranger uh, in a bar invites me to the moon to fight them? Uh, my strategy, I, I feel like this is a shitty thing to say, but I feel like I'd hide. Like, I didn't say no. anything about hiding. Really? Can't use weapons. I mean, like, I'd probably, like, fight them a little bit. But, like, I don't even know how to fight. Also, though, how do you hide on the moon? Mm-hmm. Craters and shit? I don't know. I don't know. I've never been to the moon. <laughs> Honestly, I... <laughs> actually, actually, actually. I know exactly what I'd fucking do. Because it's what I used to do in, like, Halo and shit with oh, my no. brother. We'd play, like, not even online. Like, co-op fighting mode or whatever uh-huh. and we'd go to a new map that i'd never been to before and i'd be like hold on don't kill me i need to explore the map first yeah i need to roam around and explore so i'd be like hold on i don't want to fight we've got what 10 three minute rounds okay the first three rounds i need to like explore around get a, a feel for the land you know do some jumps figure out what the do fuck some jumps <laughs> figure out what my mechanics are here to work with and like then we can get down to it and like 
maybe just try and befriend them over the first couple rounds and like not actually fight. I think my strategy overall would be to not actually fight. <laughs> and then like if it came down to it, I don't know, kick a bunch. All my strength is in my legs. I can't throw a punch for shit. So so was your strategy with your brother to befriend him on the map? No, my strategy <laughs> was get killed <laughs> because he would not let me explore the map. He would just Dude, find me and kill me. I was going to say, I used to play with like my ex-boyfriend on co-op mm-hmm. mode. And I remember specifically this one tiny map on Call of Duty. And it was literally just this like metal scrapyard, basically. Oh, my God. And the first time I went there, I was like, bro, like, let me like look around. This is bullshit. I have no idea what's going on here. Literally, like, what the fuck? I don't and, even know what fucking direction I'm facing. And literally, he would just find like where I spawned in two seconds and just run me down. And I'm like, why do you ask me to play this? Why is this fun for you? Like, Like, it's very clear that I'm not a strong player. Why is running me down, like, does that make you feel good? Because, okay. What made me feel good was after we broke up getting really good at Call of Duty. (laughs) I always forget you're a little gamer nerd. Right? That's how I met Chance. I know. (laughs) That's cute. It's really funny to think about you guys on fucking Xbox Live voice chat back in the day. Especially because, like, I know what your basement looks like, so you're just, like, chilling in the basement in the dark, fucking yeah. blasting the boys in Call of Duty. In the moon chair. Oh, uh, yes, in the moon chair. Yeah, so good. Beautiful. I'm beautiful, forever beautiful. upset that my mom threw that chair out. I didn't know she straight up threw it out. What the fuck? Didn't even tell me first. And Connor was like, bro, I have a house. taken that chair. I have so much space to put that chair. I fucking hate when people do that. Like, Furniture and appliances. Don't fucking get rid of them. Mm-mm. Ask your 20-something-year-old people. They probably want one. They just don't we, want to buy one. We're broke. Mm-hmm. Give it to us. Okay, so me That's now. all wildly off topic. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I what mean, would you do? I would 100% take it. Like, 1,000%. Cool. Uh, I don't 100% know what my moon fighting strategy would be because I don't 100% know what my earth fighting strategy would be. Right? That's what I mean. I'm like, like I don't fight. So I know. I don't know. <laughs> I know, like, my D&D slash Starfinder fighting strategy. However, we also have spells and weapons. I was going to say, I have magical fucking powers in Starfinder and shit. Um, I also do really like... Like, Gus is, like, a go up in your face and, like, bat bat, But he also uses weapons in your face, too. Mm-hmm. So, um, I feel like I wouldn't think to hide on the moon. Like, literally, my, my reaction was, like, where are you going to hide on the moon? Uh-huh. I don't know. So. Create hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, fuck. Jesus. I wish. <laughs> um. Honestly, I think, like you said, the first few rounds would be, like, me taking a bit of a beating. But I need to see, like, how... I think I would try and, like, jump really high and, like, swan dive onto them, question mark? The problem is, is that I don't think terminal velocity is a thing. So, like, no. if you get high, you don't fall fast. You True. fall it's with like the feather same... Fall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just, like, gently... I'm sure not, like, gently, gently. Nah. But you just kind of, like, land on top of them. You could kick them in the face I was just going to say, but... as I come down, kick them in the face. You're but just, they... like, wildly flailing your legs as you come down. They would also probably move. Like this would just be a- right. It would. It would just be two Megans jumping around like a fucking idiot. Yeah. Like- <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I would totally 100 percent do it, but I have no idea what I'd do. I think no. I would just figure it out as I go. Yeah. I would try and use gravity to help and like get me to kick their upper extremities and stuff. Because again, I have no upper body. No strength. upper body strength. It's all in my legs. I literally have like daydreams about like a robber or something coming into my house oh my God, and me punching daydreams. them yeah and me punching them in the face and them like laughing at me being like that was so ineffective are you, you fucked? beauty mortal literally 
literally <laughs> like I don't think I could actually punch someone and have it hurt, but That's I could so funny. kick them and have it really fucking hurt. Especially like, is this a man? Like yeah. they said they were my size oh. and weight, but it didn't say if they were my same gender. If it's a man, I'm just Huff them in the balls. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, honestly, even if it's a lady, I'm going to huff them in the fucking vag. That still hurts. Oh, yeah. Getting boxed really hurts. Especially because it's just like pelvic bone right there. It fucking sucks. Yeah. Maybe go for like a little titty punch. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> My strategy is a titty punch. <laughs> or a ball kick. Or a ball kick. So you're going to fight dirty. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's the only way I can fight, probably. <laughs> True. Anyway. That would lead to a lot of discussion. That's funny. I enjoyed that uh, one a lot. I'm going to save this one for last. Okay. So <laughs> this one is office politics. Oh, fuck my life. <laughs> uh, you work in an office. Awesome. Great. <laughs> Generally, you are popular with your coworkers. However, you are just, you discover there are currently two rumors circulating the office gossip mill and both involve you. Oh, fuck. The first rumor is that you got drunk at the office holiday party and had sex with one of your married coworkers. <gasps> that rumor is completely true, but most <gasps> people don't believe it. Oh, my God. The second rumor is that you have been stealing hundreds of dollars in office supplies and selling them to cover your gambling debt. This rumor is completely false, but virtually everyone assumes it's factual. Which of these two rumors is more troubling to you? Oh, the the cheating, the marrying thing. Yeah, even though it, it is true, quote unquote. Well, for me, I can't imagine myself ever doing it. So, like, no. That's fair. To me, I could totally see myself getting into some kind of gambling ring and trying to get myself out of it. I'm not saying I would steal from work, but... I feel like the first one would also trouble me more, A, because I wouldn't do it, and then B, because if it ever did happen, I would literally burn the office building down if people found out about it. Yeah. I feel like I'd play up the gambling Totally. Debt. Like, I'd be like, oh, this is a thing that people believe? All right, I'm just going to play up this one to cover up yeah, this other exactly. One. Very Michael Scott of me. Yeah, 100%. Like, I feel the same way where it's like, fine, you think I have a gambling addiction and I'm stealing? Whatever. I'm going to just, like, a bunch of random office supplies are going to start going missing. The weirdest yeah. shit. Mm -hmm. But no, yeah, you're fucking... right. Especially if it was true. I wouldn't want everyone to mm -mm. fucking know about it. Like, oh, no. Yeah. I don't like that one. Uh -huh. Like, no. I don't like that rumor. I no, mean. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> And why does it have to be true? I don't, let's see. I literally, I was going through and I was like, why does that have to be the true one? And yeah. I was like, oh, because the other one's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Well, what about if you murdered someone? It's funny because my next one's about murder. <laughs> <laughs> Would you feel better with people thinking you murdered someone and then slept with your married coworker? Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. Weirdly enough, yeah. Honestly. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I can get pretty mad sometimes, so, like... That's true. Maybe one day my anger came out and I accidentally killed someone, whatever. And, like, not many people believe it. They're just kind of nah. like, hmm. Yeah. I'm not a cheater, like, at all whatsoever. A Can't murderer, however. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. One bad day. If you caught me on the wrong day, wrong hey. time. Who knows? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Oops. Uh, this one's called Hired Assassin. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I honestly couldn't remember if we did this one or not, but I didn't remember, so... For legal reasons, we've never committed a murder before. <laughs> <laughs> At least not to my knowledge. Nah, nah. You would totally know if I had, okay? Right? Yeah. No, it's not happened. Huh. Okay. So, you are a hired assassin. Great. It was not your lifelong dream to become a hitman, but that is the vocation destiny has, has forced upon you. Oh. Okay. That sounds shady, but okay. 
Killing these strangers bothers you deeply. Very often, <laughs> you are haunted by vivid dreams involving your victims. Uh, but you've also become somewhat accustomed to this to the experience. You've successfully murdered 10 people over the past two years. Your fee is $10,000 per murder. Oh. Knowing your reputation, your reputation for ruthless efficiency, a member of the criminal underworld asks you to murder his enemy, who is also a known crim- crim- criminal. <laughs> Why? Anemone. <laughs> criminal. Fuck. I really hate this guy, says your prospective employer. <laughs> he has done terrible things to someone I love, so I want you to kill him. But I don't want you to simply assassinate him. I want you to make him pay. I want you to kill him in the most vicious, sinister way you can imagine. Be creative and merciless. And if you do this, I will pay you 25 times your normal fee. That's a lot of money. That's more money than I've made on the other 10 murders. Right? Also, so here's a question. Oh. Because that was all context. Okay. Assuming you are already a professional killer who lives outside of society's rules, would you accept these new conditions? And if so, how would you commit the murder? Oh. Yeah. God. So a few notes before we start this. (laughs) So if you think about it, so 10 people over the past two years, so that's Mm $100,000 in two years. That's 50 grand a year. That's what I make currently. That's literally my office job. Why am I bothering to fucking... Kill people. To be fair, when was this game made? <laughs> oh, true. So it might, we might need to add some inflation, some inflation to this. <laughs> I wonder if it says on here. 2010. Oh. That's not that long ago, but that that would still make a pretty big... Oh, no, that's like... Pretty big difference in the, like, the wage. So let, let's do some Googling. Okay, no, because in 2011, I got my job at Harvey's. I was making student wage, which was like $10 okay. an hour. So minimum wage wasn't even over $10 yet, I don't think. It might have been even less, maybe. Oh, my God. I'm old. Compared to now. Yeah, I was in grade 10. And, uh, $10,000 in 2010 is the equivalent to in purchasing power to about 13,258 today. So it actually isn't that different. hasn't increased that nah. much over the last 12 years. That's depressing. Uh moving on. <laughs> <clears throat> so it'd be like Oh, okay. So that's an extra like 3ish grand a murder. Yeah. So that brings you up to like 65-ish. Yeah, I mean, that's more than I'm making now. It's a little more, but, like, you're murdering people. Exactly. (laughs) To be fair, it's only five a year, so, like, you get a lot of time off. Yeah. Depending on how much time it takes you to, like, track these people down and murder them. It's not like I'm going to work eight to five every day Literally, the first thing that I, like, calculated in my brain was I was like, oh, that's only five a year. Like, that's not bad (laughs) to make a livable wage on. (laughs) (laughs) You're fucked. Hashtag living wages for assassins. Um, So initially, while you were, like, saying that, I was like, no, like, my fee's my fee. Yeah. You pay what, like, I set out my services for or whatever. And then you said that he'd pay me 25 times more. And I was like, see, now that's more than I've made in the last two years. Yeah. Murdering folks. Uh Uh-huh. And this one murder would set you up real good. But I'm also like, how... I feel like because I suck, I'd probably do it. I'd agree to it, but not actually, like, torture him while he's alive. Like, I'd kill him somehow and then, like, I don't know, rip apart his body in different ways. I think I could do that to a live person. Also remember, like, you're deeply traumatized (laughs) by every murder you do. Uh Uh-huh. 
so I'm also kind of like, could I hire someone else to do it for me with all the money I have? Yeah, split it. Yeah. The problem is, pay them like fifteen or something. You're the one with the reputation for ruthless efficiency. So, like, would you like plan out the whole thing and just have him do all the torturing? Maybe. Maybe. That's fair. Just, like, have a buddy in on this it. This is almost like million dollars, but with all this money, I can just <laughs> hire this money. I can just hire someone. To be fair, it is less than a million. It is. But. However, if you find a fucked up million enough million dollars, but <laughs> if you find a fucked up enough person, you could just throw them like five grand. That's what. Oh, oh, ooh. or maybe like you know 10, what? You know what? You know what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I would just go, like, kidnap the guy, whatever. Yeah. Bring him to some fucking loony psychopath. Mm -hmm. Let him have his way with him. Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't know, videotape it and send it to the guy so he can, like, jack off to it after he pays me my money. Exactly. So, yeah, he doesn't say that I have to. And then, Mm -hmm. like, if he doesn't want any loose ends, I could always kill the lunatic. That's fine. That's true. That's just... You don't have to torture him. Yeah, that's whatever. But then that's now two murders. Yeah, but... I could just kill him quick. I've already done a bunch. That's just like <laughs> cherry on top. Yeah, that's fine. I could. I feel like I could deal with that. I 100% was going <clears> to <throat> say the same thing. Like, I don't think knowing that I'm deeply traumatized, I couldn't torture him myself. However, I could totally hire a fucking lunatic that would take like no money for it. Just lock him in a metal room together and let him have his fucking fun. Literally. Whatever. I can just walk away. I don't got to listen. Yeah. I think I would still be fucked up over it. But. I'd definitely still be fucked up, but less <laughs> fucked up if I did it. And also, I'd feel really good with all that money in my bank account. I'd probably be on the beach pretty drunk somewhere. True. So, and I probably wouldn't really have to like do that murder anymore. I mean, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars isn't like a ton of money. <laughs> I would look that up with inflation, but I'd probably cry. <laughs> Uh, cool. So yeah, we both agree that technically, yes, we would do. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Oh, Jesus. For legal reasons, we're not opening an assassin's business. Nope. Oh, Newton. Oh, hi, baby. He's <laughs> so creepy. He's so cute. Uh, so this one's called Super Gorilla. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> this one's kind of funny. Uh, genetic engineers at John Hopkins University announced that they have developed a so-called Super Gorilla. Okay. Uh, Though the animal cannot speak, it has a sign language lexicon of more than 12,000 words, an Mm -hmm. IQ of nearly 85, and, most notable, a vague sense of self-awareness. Oh, shit. Uh (laughs) 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 Oddly, the creature, who weighs 700 pounds, becomes fascinated by football, as all men do. The gorilla <laughs> aspires to play the game at its highest level. How do we know this gorilla's aspirations? Whatever. Okay, I also... Because he's self-aware. But how does he tell us that he aspires Sign to Sign language, football? bro. Uh, all right. Come on. Are you even listening to your own card? <laughs> uh, I also have a problem because my fiance Literally, as I said that, I was like, Connor hates football. And I don't know how Chance feels. I don't know what if he, like, he loves really it. it. Literally, fuck you. Anyway. Anyways, the gorilla aspires to play the game at the highest level and quickly develops the rudimentary skills of a defensive end. Yeah. I assume that means something in football. Uh, ESPN analyst Tom Jackson speculates that this gorilla could be borderline unblockable and would likely average six sacks per game. I actually know what that means. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Although Jackson concedes that the beast might be susceptible to counters and misdirection plays because he's still a gorilla. Yeah. Meanwhile, the gorilla has made it clear that he would never intentionally injure an opponent. (laughs) Uh, Here's the question. You are the commissioner of the NFL. Would you allow this gorilla to sign with the Oakland Raiders? (laughs) 
1,050%. Get to watch a super gorilla play football? Yes. So, oh my God. What I loved about this was, yeah, so he's the defensive thing. Mm -hmm. Have you seen the movie The Blind Side? I don't think so. This is the only reason why I know what a sack is. Oh my God. (laughs) It's actually based on a true story. So this um, really big guy, uh, he has a really shitty upbringing, like basically homeless. Um, a rich white family adopts him. Oh, and is this like, the one with fucking Sandra Bullock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen this one before. Oh my god, That's it's so, so cute. I love it. And literally, like he he's really good at sports, but like he didn't really like he he was kind of like in his shell. And Sandra, like he auditioned for the football team and whatever auditioned. <laughs> right <laughs> out. I do sports. <laughs> I know sports stuff. Audition. <laughs> Fuck my life. He tried out for the sports team for football, and he wasn't doing great. Like, obviously, they put him on the team because he's a fucking huge guy and would, like, arguably be really good for defense. But he was just, he was so gentle that he didn't want to hurt anybody. Oh, so Sandra Bullock like runs onto the field and he's like, this guy, he's your little brother. This person, he's your sister. This guy, he's me. You protect them. And he like just suddenly flourished and he was like Aww. the best defensive person ever. That's and I was so like, cute. I love. And like when he tackled the guy on the other team, he'd always make sure they got up okay. And oh, I was like, that's so sweet. Obviously the gorilla would not be as nice. <laughs> he promises not to intentionally hurt anyone. But he could not. He could definitely accidentally yeah. hurt someone. But also, like, how many football players are going to run at a 700-pound gorilla just yeah. barreling down the right? field? Like, that's such an unfair advantage, but I want it so bad. This is also really rude of me to say, but I wonder how many actual NFL players have an IQ of 85 or less. Because is that really <laughs> is that really too outlandish? I'm That's just fair. Saying. That's fair. Also, uh, I really like that it's not like us being like, oh, this gorilla is really strong. He should play football. It's the gorilla being like, yo, I want to play football. And we're all like, how do we make that happen? Yeah. I'm like, hell yeah. Let the gorilla live his dream. Dude. Fuck yeah. Even if it's just like the one game or whatever. Fuck yeah. Oh, no. I want him to go all the way. All the way. He does want to play it at the highest, the highest tier, highest level and quickly develops the skills, whatever. Yeah. I want him to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I want that gorilla to have a Super Bowl ring. Yeah. That's oh, my so God. Cute. It would have to be huge. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck. I wonder how expensive that would be. Oh, I don't even know. Like, astronom- astronomical? Why do I keep choosing <laughs> Why? words? Why astronauts? <laughs> like, oh, my God. <sighs> anyway, I think that would be amazing. That would be dope. I would pay money to see that. I would definitely pay more attention to football if one of the <laughs> That's a fucking gorilla. Yeah. I love it. Like a legitimate one, though, not just like. I also wonder, would your answer have changed if I didn't point out to you that we know his aspirations because he can communicate it to us? Because at first you were very like, how do we know what his aspirations are? I think I was more just like, card, why are we making these assumptions? Hi, baby. Oh, no. Sorry. Oh, were you scratching? Yeah. He saw my fingers poking out of my leg. Can you not? That was my bad. I'm this sorry, This is the buddy. segment on the podcast where we try and rein in my monster of a cat. Yep. Hi. Don't chew those, please. Well, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Let's nice. just ignore him and move on. Yep. Uh, keep that in the done pile. Yes. Sweet. Done. And. Done. All Sick. right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
let's talk about sex baby <laughs> let's talk about you and me i bet you any money we did this on the orgasm podcast because the song we never change yeah probably yeah i would yeah i'd be willing to bet money oh my on god that. we did it on the bell let's talk episode too but we changed oh my it god to <laughs> i fucking what even is the point in listening to these it's I the know. same thing over and over over Whatever. and over again it's chill <sighs> principles of pleasure yes so as megan mentioned it's a three-parter so the first part was called our bodies um we'll go into the other parts later yeah uh we haven't watched them so um well i think it's our body our mind our spirit yeah i just didn't want spoilers well it's not spoilers (laughs) it's like a hey this is what's what's to come that's fair (laughs) what's to come (laughs) (laughs) it's you (laughs) yep hopefully true the first one's our bodies So, like Megan said earlier, I wasn't expecting this to be as funny as it It was. was so funny. And as, like, good Netflix things do, there was, like, a little, like, like, montage in the beginning. Yeah. And the first thing is, you see this lady with a bunch of sex toys. And she's just, like, like, toys. And And then it goes to another girl. And she's, like, I need a vulva puppet. And she literally (laughs) pulls out out a vulva puppet. And starts using the vulva. Like, it's... So good. So funny. funny. I loved literally everybody on it. Like that was like speaking. Yeah. Um, so that's just it was great. Yeah, all the people on the show were wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so it kind of started out like giving us a little bit of a background on basically like why women's sexual history has been not sexual history, sexuality has been so like taboo and made to feel like it's wrong. Um <laughs> sorry, Newton. Oh. He just wants to be part of the gang. Oh my god. I just saw what's on Chance's computer and something's pretty freaky. Can you see it? And the face at the bottom? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I can't see what any of the text from here says either. So I'm just like, I have no idea. Probably well, something for Starfinder. I, it's actually not. I'm not going to out chance. It's fine. Um, that sounds weird and sexy, but all right. <laughs> it's fine. I'll tell you after. Okay. <laughs> um, anyways, so a quote I really liked from the beginning is basically people were saying, like, pleasure is what we live for, whether we know it or not. Mm-hmm. And pleasure can be taken in a lot of different ways whether it's from sex whether it's from reading whether it's from crafting like pleasure is what we aim for Mm -hmm. and you can feel it in a lot of different ways some people don't feel it and that's very sad very sad very sad so um keep hitting the microphone the next thing that i thought was interesting so they kind of went through the history so in the 1930s they posted a lot of like infographics about like oh my god like um STDs and unplanned pregnancies and whatever. Um, In the 1940s, they introduced how penicillin can be used to cure STDs. And they were like, oh, cool. We're like actually looking into this. Um, 1960s, they introduced the pill, which was like a big fucking deal. Like, holy shit. I, there is a movie that I watched. um, Oh, it's called Mona Lisa Smile. (laughs) Okay. I know. Um, but it's Julia Roberts is a teacher in a in a women's university. Oh. But it's set in like the nineteen fifties, maybe. 
Um, yeah, 1950 sounds right. And basically, like, the point of being a woman at that time was to be a housewife. Uh-huh. Like, it wasn't meant to be anything else. So a lot of people were going to school to meet a guy, and then they'd basically drop out after. Um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Huh. And if they didn't drop out, they would take, like, you know, a long leave, like a month or two, and then come back. And the hmm. teachers were just supposed to, like, be okay with it. Obviously, Julie Roberts was not. Yeah. Uh, she was a art mm. history teacher, ah. which is cool. Anyway, so the one girl wanted birth control mm-hmm. because she wasn't, like, engaged to be... She was actually a homewrecker, but whatever. <laughs> so she didn't want to get pregnant, and the nurse <clears throat> at the university, like, gave her the pill under the radar, and she got fired for it because oh. it wasn't, like, technically regulated. Oh. And also it was just, like, not a thing that people were into, yeah. like, taking a pill. It's, like, if you're having sex, it's to have a family. Yeah. So, like, why are you having sex? Yeah. So, yeah, that was <sighs> interesting. Um, so, yeah, so 1960s, the pill actually got regulated and was a thing, but it still was, like, taboo. In the 1970s, feminism made um, it more prevalent for women uh, sex researchers to exist. Um, it made it cool for, like, women to be in that space. Actually, what the person said was it, women being a sex researcher made it more okay for people to know that being a woman is not a disease. Yeah. When she said that, I was like, holy shit, but also totally legit because that's literally been what it is. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, they make that comment about how the word hysteria Literally, and I saw something about how way back in the day, women were literally diagnosed with hysteria and just doped up on drugs because they had their period. Yep. And that's all it was. Mm-hmm. and Or they just, like, got manic about something because women have a lot to be manic about, uh-huh. to be honest. And they'd be like, you're crazy. You're going to go on a bunch of drugs. You have yep. hysteria. And they literally named it after, I don't remember the exact, like, word for it, but it's the... Um, latin word for like either uterus or woman or something yeah literally and like she also and this is still kind of prevalent today a lot of women when they go in for health problems are shoved off for women problems the amount of times that i've gone in and been like i'm having like really bad stomach cramps or i have a really bad headache and they're like are you pregnant and i'm like no and they're like are you sure and i'm like yeah or like are you on your period are you on your period and i'm like Dude, yeah, I know the difference between period cramps and I'm something's fucking wrong cramps. Yeah. Like, fuck off. Well, that and also like people will like go in like women's heart attacks present a lot differently than men's mm-hmm. heart attacks. So people like a doctor went in and was like, I'm having a heart attack. I need medical attention. And the dude doctor that was seeing her was like, nah, you're just having a panic attack. And she's like, no, dude, I'm gonna if you don't get me medical attention, I'm having a heart attack. Just... There's actually a lot of specifically medical things that present themselves differently in women. I follow this girl on TikTok who is autistic, and a lot of the research into, like, the early signs of autism and blah, 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 was all done on men. Mm -hmm. And so it completely displays differently in women because our brains are literally wired differently and Uh we treat it differently. Yep. And if we're told that we're not autistic, we just, okay, handle it differently and we're just like, okay, cool. Yeah and operate on life because that's how we are just wired to be yeah like even if something's wrong you're like cool well i still got to deal with all this shit yep let's go doctor says i'm fine all right i must be fine yep it's ridiculous yeah so there's a lot of stuff like that where it just goes unnoticed in women because the research isn't there yeah totally 
Um, and then what I also thought was interesting, so, like, they went over that history, and then they were like, so, yeah, we made all that progress, and now it's almost like we're back to the beginning because, like, mm-hmm. no progress is being made and hasn't been made, really, since, like, the 70s. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, and then they got talking about how, like, the lack of sex ed that we had oh in God. school, which we can attest for. Yeah, and they uh, had all the... Because they had, like, medical professionals and stuff on, and then they had, like, obviously, like, quote-unquote regular people, like, mm-hmm. a bunch of different ages, yeah. a bunch of different, like, sexualities. They had some non-binary people on. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, everyone was the same. They were, like, sex ed? Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, they were, like, it was usually a math teacher or a gym teacher, like... Our, mine was a gym teacher. Yeah, like, mine was just my... I remember it was grade five. It was my grade five teacher. Oh, I don't even think I had it that early. Well, my grade five teacher had like a, I don't know if it was, it was actually funny. I was talking to my friend about this the other day. Like I got my period really early and like I developed my boobs really early. So Ugh. like that was a whole thing and it was in grade five. And I noticed that like that year, some of my other friends were blossoming. And I remember the guys were all taken to another room and were being, I don't know what happened because I'm not a guy. And my grade five teacher, like, kept us in the room and was talking to us basically about our periods. And we were like, okay. But, like, she didn't really say anything that made it obvious that it had to do with anything sexual. Like, it was mostly just, like, you're a woman. This is the thing that's going to happen. Yeah. And, like, I had already had that talk with my mom when I started bleeding out of my vagina. So, like... To me, I was kind of like, yeah, whatever. Like, I know all this. See, I don't even... And it might have been, to be fair, because when my parents split, I had just started grade four. And then, so I switched schools at the beginning of grade four. And then, like, mid-grade five, I switched back. So I guess I might have just timed it poorly and missed it. Regardless, I don't remember that. I remember in high school getting the, the, like, official one. Not even CNC. Well, yeah, I guess we got CNC in grade eight and whatever. Yeah. And then we had, like, a full thing in... Um, I didn't do regular gym. I did health science or whatever the fuck mm. it was. The like extra one that I didn't know was super hard until I did it. And then I was yeah. like, fuck this. And that was with Miss Tambo, which was super <clears throat> awkward. But I remember I actually got my period really late. I didn't get mine until grade nine. Oh, wow. <clears throat> and because I guess I'd missed that talk or it didn't happen or whatever. So many of my friends in like grade seven and eight and stuff all started getting their periods and like talking about it, and whatever. I literally pretended to have my period and just lied about it. Wow. While I was in grade seven and eight because I didn't know I was like, I don't know if I'm not getting it or Aww. like, should I have it by now? And yeah. then I got it literally in the middle of my geography class in grade nine. And immediately I was like, this bullshit. Oh, this is bullshit. Why did I pretend to have this for the last two years? This is garbage. Yeah. I was so mad, oh like immediately. And then I was like, OK, but now, like, what do I do? Yeah. Literally did not know what to do when I got my period mm. the first time. I was like, cool. I've been pretending to do this for the last two years. And now I don't know what to do. And your mom didn't talk to you about it? Not really. Like, not that I remember. Like, I'm sure she was like, like, when you get it, you'll need like pads or whatever. Yeah. But I just like, I didn't carry any of it on me because I didn't right. know when I was going to get it. Yeah. And I was like, fuck it. I guess I'm not. I don't know. Weird. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I that didn't is how not to talk- have it. Right. And it wasn't even like, like, I'd come into school and be like, oh, I'm on my period. They'd no. just be like, oh, cramps are like garbage. And I'd be like, oh, yeah. Them, totally know them about cramps, that. Them cramps, like, just just ended mine. And like, <laughs> geez, man, that was really. <laughs> Jinkies. Just, just so bad. <laughs> For like four days, five days, seven days. Seven days. Seven days. Yep, seven days. Uh-huh. Definitely seven full days. <laughs> Yeah, it was just, and looking back at it, I'm like, that's so fucking silly. But yeah. also, like, I didn't know any better. Yeah, so, like, okay. I, get it. I totally get it. Yeah. 
wild shit. I guess I was kind of lucky in that way then because I at least got that talk and the also I'm literally thinking about it I'm like they must have done it at like the beginning of that year or something because that's when you go ooh, that's when you go into like your senior classes yeah. and like yeah yeah I must have just missed it well and I actually was thinking back on it so I had like older cousins like quite older cousins that um I didn't that sounds that sounds rude but like (laughs) they were like like old like they were like 18 17 when I was like young young so like they were like whatever so sometimes we'd be doing family functions and like the one would be like at home or like we'd go on like a vacation and like the one cousin would stay back at the hotel and I'm like well like what's wrong with her and my mom's like oh she just has like back cramps or whatever and I was like back cramps like did she hurt her back and my mom was like no it's like a girl thing like you'll get it you'll whatever get it. and you're like what literally <laughs> no, I'm like I don't wanna literally I'm like what the fuck and like I just picked up I actually had a lot of women around so I think I just like picked up on that kind of stuff and then finally my mom like before I had my period decided to have the talk like about the whole thing and that actually came up I think because my one friend basically was like um, you don't know like where babies come from, and I was oh like, God. I actually do know where babies come from, but like no one told me. I don't even know how I know. I, I hate those things where you're like, I don't know where I got this info, but I got it somewhere. No, I have it. Yeah, exactly. So I was at her house when we had that conversation, and I guess her mom heard us talking. Oh God! <laughs> and then her mom told my mom, and then my mom was like, "Fuck, now we have to have the talk. Yeah, now we have to have the, the yeah talk, the actual talk." Which was so funny. We went on the porch of my house, oh and my like God. me and my mom were talking, and my dad was just sitting on the step, like not looking at us, but he was there. I love that so much. <laughs> Fucking lemur. So good. Oh, and my God. I remember being so sad when she explained what a period was. And I was like, can I just not have right? it? Like, like, every month? Are you sure? I remember, I'm actually thinking about it now. I remember we went to fucking Bissell's. Yeah, Bissell's Hideaway. Went to Bissell's with my mom. And I hated having a period at Bissell's. I can't remember if she had, like, never used a tampon or she just didn't like this. Also, sorry, mom, if this is TMI for me to just be spouting on the internet, but YOLO. Yeah. You know what? No, it's not TMI because talking about your vagina is not a bad thing. No. Nope. Fuck it. So I don't know if she just never really used tampons or didn't like them or whatever, but we were going to Bissell's and she was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to go swimming. And I was like, why? And she was like, I have my period and like tampons are a whole thing and blah, blah, blah. And I remember like waiting outside the bathroom for her to like put a tampon in and it was this whole thing. And just like the entire time, my brain's like, I can't go swimming. Like, why? That's so shit. Like, yeah. What is, I don't even get a choice in this. And then my mom was like, well, you can, but like you have to use a tampon. And then of course she had to explain to me what toxic shock syndrome was. So I was horrified of that for forever. Uh So like, yeah. I actually didn't use tampons till like really, really late because I I was so scared about that. (laughs) Oh yeah, you remember. Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) But so what I did, which was like my mom, like helped me hatch this whole plan. So she was like, okay, so for your grade six trip to Bissell's, because I had my period when we were going to go. She was like, okay, so like go in your bathing suit or whatever, wear a pad and like you'll have your little like skirt cover up thing. And when everyone wants to go swimming, just say, cool, I just got to go to the bathroom take it off, hustle back to the swimming pool. You don't bleed when you're in the pool. Just hustle. Hustle to the water. Yeah, you're fine. So then in the water, it's like, cool. And then when everyone gets out, be like, damn, I gotta go pee again and put a pad on. Fucking run. Yeah. (laughs) So that was cool. Like, 10 trips to the bathroom that day. And, like, in grade 6, too. Like, I want to say, like, that's so embarrassing and it shouldn't be. But, like, as a grade 
six, you're yeah. like, it's just this whole thing. And especially, like, a lot of the other girls were, like, you know, going through puberty and stuff, but no one else really... I had one other friend that had her period. That's but she, pretty early to get your period. Yeah. And she also used tampons, and I was just oh too afraid. God, no. So, yeah. It was just a whole thing. It's a big deal. Honestly, but the also, thing... Think about a sixth grader using a tampon. That... No. Like, that's crazy to me, actually. I can't even... I don't think I started using tampons till high school, probably. Well, yeah. I can't get my, my fucking period till high school. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> probably like i don't even know grade like 10 or 11 or something just because i fucking hated pads like right? there is nothing in this world that i hate it's more so bad. and i won't get into the grisly details of it Mm-mm. but every lady out there listening is like yeah girl i feel you fuck pads thinking about how long because like, i got my period early thinking about how long i actually used pads and the fact that once i started using tampons i never went back never went back i don't know how i went that long like don't get me wrong using tampons also isn't great no but it's better than using a fucking pad yep at least i don't have to wear granny panties <sighs> the worst yeah anyway <laughs> i don't know why that came into oh because sex ed sex ed yep right 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 um, they were essentially saying, like, it's not mandated or even really required nope. to happen. Like, besides that C&C class, like, the change bullshit. Classes and changes. Which also was bullshit because... And taught to me by a man. Taught to me by, like, an old man. An old man who made me feel so incredibly uncomfortable all of the time. Yep. And, like, the other thing, too, I remember about that C&C class was, like... We didn't really learn... Like, I remember seeing a vagina diagram. I remember seeing a penis diagram... I think he talked about using condoms. Also, the vagina diagram was definitely mostly just like a like a uterus and shit. Sorry, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't even any of the. No, it was just the insides. And I think that's something that they mentioned in that whole sex education they part. Do. That even when they were teaching us about it, it was strictly in a reproductive sense. Yes. It was never about pleasure. No. But then the boys are taught like, hey, man touch yourself it feels good it's yeah. fine just like use a sock and clean up afterwards basically they're like it's fine it's just boys being boys yeah it's boys will be boys and girls are basically like don't ever go down don't there ever don't ever touch it it's yeah. dirty you fucking you're gross don't talk about it yeah. like like and actually there was a few people from like other cultures like a woman from india said like if you have if you're a woman with a sexuality you're dirty mm-hmm. and she was like i don't even know why i don't even think anyone told me this but this is just how That's it just is how it is and then i'm pretty sure the chinese woman was just like literally it's just not talked about no you do not talk about sex or sexuality in Mm-mm. any way like no it just doesn't happen no and it's like i don't know and i get it because i can't imagine having a kid and like talking to them about like it's okay to masturbate like i feel like that's such an awkward conversation but like the one person was like i was obsessed with masturbating and my mom walked in on me all the time and she basically just made me feel like shit about it like a face about it and like didn't go out of her way to feel bad but didn't go out of her way to be like hey man this is normal like it's fine literally like she never and she's like i wish that like she's like i'm not blaming my mom but she's like i kind of wish that she like Mm -hmm. took a minute to be like dude you're normal like it's fine um and i kind of i get that too like i kind of wish that it was more easily talked about i do see like again to bring it back to tiktok like i do i do see a lot more parents on tiktok nowadays Mm -hmm. being like having those conversations and it makes me happy to be like okay cool at least there's some progress being made somewhere but that's never gonna be everyone no for sure it won't um, there was actually another girl that said that, like, in her household, the only thing that she really knew about sex was, like, her dad had a bunch of, like, playboys and stuff. Oh, my God, yeah. And she had this idea that sex was just, like, a nice thing women would do for men. And I'm mm-hmm. like, 
That's gross. Like, wow, yeah, what a what a misconception. Yeah, but, like, that's what society wants you to think. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy. Um, there was also, like, these really weird, like, urban legends about vaginas like the greeks thought that the uterus moved around the body and Which was some kind of curse <laughs> yeah and, and like mess with your hormones because it was moving around your body yeah and like the external genitalia was called something in greek that essentially meant like a curse or like or like to be shamed or covered yeah. or something and i was like what literally like i don't to be fair, I'm not, like, super surprised because, obviously, women weren't respected for a long, long, long time and mm-hmm. kind of still aren't. But it's just, like, for the fact that even to the point of your genitalia being, like, wrong. And, and yet there's, like, statues on statues on statues of men with limp dicks. Yeah. Fucking everywhere. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. I see lots of statues of women with their titties out, but that's also, like, very much for the male gaze. Uh-huh. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. And, like, the fact that we wouldn't, like, I'm not saying that, like, all life is created from women, but, like, you wouldn't have life without both the genitalia. Hey, man, all life comes from women. Did I say women? You wouldn't have people, humanity, if it weren't for vulvas Mm -hmm. or for penises. Like, and you're right, like, vulvas are just so shamed. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know. It's so ridiculous. Um, There was also a lot of, like... This one, I I was wondering if you had known about um, the hymen or virginity rumor. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, like, you're basically people were saying, like, if you lost your V card, but there was no blood that the hymen didn't break, then she wasn't really a virgin. Mm -hmm. Because, first of all, virginity was, like, made this whole big thing to, like, have women keep their virtue and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And, like, the idea of, like, taking someone's virginity was a whole thing. And, like, you got to then, like, take that person's purity and whatever. And, like, if they didn't have a hymen, it just wasn't, like... And it puts a lot of emphasis on strictly heterosexual sex. Correct. Yeah. And not acknowledging that there are other... And there's even other things that heterosexual people can do with each other that could definitely be considered sex that is not penis into vagina. No. Yeah. Maybe you're not into vagina stuff. Right? Um... But it's interesting because, like, they were basically saying how, like, the hymen, that's, like, not something that, I wouldn't say should break, but, like, it's, like, just regular skin, like, anything else in your body. It's, I don't want to say it's, like, a sphincter, but that's what it is, is, like, like a muscle, basically, in your vagina, and it, if it is doing its job, should stretch with the vagina to allow the entry of things into the vagina and if it rips it's gonna heal itself because that's what skin does exactly so like it can break once it can break 20 times and like like, some people have like a smaller opening in it some people have a bigger one because all vaginas are different uh uh-huh yeah i i remember like not even remember my first time but i remember thinking about that and being like i didn't experience that so like does it count like i don't know and then i got older and i was like oh that's a bunch of bullshit okay cool Well, that was wildly confusing. I actually did have that happen my first time. And I remember, like, my ex being like, oh, yeah, like, awesome. Like, it broke. Like, he was, like, excited that. That's fucked up. I know. I want to fight him even more now. (laughs) Oh, my God. And, like, to be honest, like, I, that's literally just a situation, like, when your best friend is more upset about the situation than you. that guy. (laughs) Because I'm, like, I kind of 
get it in a way though. Because, I, I like, get it societally. Like that to him was like cool. Like yeah. I'm her first. Like yeah, and I like claimed her. And to me, I was just like, well, yeah. But now looking back, I'm like, you didn't do enough foreplay. <laughs> yeah, I was too tight. Yeah, not a good thing. Uh, and to be fair, I was really nervous, really uncomfortable. Well, it yeah, was. It was. Time. Time. That's why I'm like, it's not like it shouldn't bleed like it, if it, it happens happen. it happens if it doesn't it's fine and like, like i've also heard stories of like women who have had sex for the first time and had that happen and the guy like shames them for it and i'm like what okay is that not what in society tells you like, i'd be a lot more pissed if he they're shamed like me. there's blood and i'm like you fucked me too hard and too early that sounds like your fault right the fuck my ex Anywho. my ex used to get actually no i'm gonna wait I'm going to wait to say that one because it comes up. All right. Um, Spicy. But I thought, so she was explaining like the hymen, what we just said. Mm -hmm. And then she said, it's really funny because like society made that true about the hymen, but it is not true. Mm -hmm. Like, and now that thing that they made true is being taught to everybody. Mm -hmm. And it's like where, this is why we need sex ed classes. (laughs) Because um, the amount of people, and like again, that's knowledge that like I don't even know where that came from, but I know that that was knowledge that I had with me when yep. I was having sexual activity for the first time, and mm-hmm. that stayed with me until I figured out that it was wrong. Yep, hundred percent. So like, the fuck? I know, and it's because children take in a lot more than you would think, and they talked about that. That like, not even like, may, they may not be aware of what they're asking, or or they were even saying like in young kids, it won't even really come out as a question, but they like notice things about sex and genitalia yeah. and whatever. And like, they don't really think of it as a sexual thing at no. first. It's just like, what is this? It's Why curiosity. is this? Yeah. Like, it's, they're experiencing new things and they want to know what it is. They're like a dumb little robot. You got to teach them. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So this is something that I always knew, but I didn't know like exactly the extent. And when they said this, you were like, whoa, what the fuck? So literally when a baby's being made in the womb, all the cells are like the same essentially. Um, but the hormones and whatever can make it different to make you a boy or a girl and obviously genetics, but whatever. And I knew about like the whole, like we all start off quote unquote female. Yes. And then if you get the extra, I think it's either X or Y, I can't remember which one it is. Yeah. Then you switch. Yes. And, you and know specifically about this. And then I, so what I always knew was like, I knew that the clitoris on the, on the woman was the ungrown penis like I, I knew that that was like the tip of the dick yes. weirdly enough because my brother taught me that when he was circumcised when he was 16 ah. i asked him i was like oh like wait wait, wait wait at 16 he got circumcised yes he was not circumcised when he was born and then due to yo honestly guys if you are not going to get your son circumcised you need to teach them how to properly wash their dick yeah this is even like Obviously, this entire episode is mostly about female sexuality, but, like, this is another thing. It's, like, they only look at dicks in, like, cool, you're going to fuck that thing, you're going to masturbate. Yeah. Story done. They don't teach them how to, like, care for them at all. If you have foreskin, you need to literally, this is really gross, like, peel it back and clean your penis head. And if you don't, it will get infected. And you will have to get circumcised the day after your 16th birthday. Love you, Brandon. Oh. Yeah. So, he, that happened and whatever. And I remember asking him about it after just being like, so like, how does it feel? Like, yeah. what what is that like? And he literally was like, so like, this is awkward because he was 16. So I was 14. Yeah. And he was like, this is kind of awkward. But like, whatever. You know what the clit is, right? <laughs> I was like, yeah, uh-huh. I do. What, what about it? And he was like, so like, that's like however many nerves and like that one little tiny spot and whatever. A penis head is that same thing, but it's the whole head of the penis. And I was like, oh, 
Uh-huh. And he's like, yeah, and that's been like covered by skin and like protected. And now it is not. And I was like, wow, that must be overwhelming. And he was like, it is. <laughs> and that was <laughs> the memory of the conversation that I have with my brother about him getting circumcised. But yes. Yeah, so I knew that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know the rest of it. I kind of have more questions about this, but maybe that's another fun. time. No, we can go back to it. Okay. Um. So anyways... So that's what I had always figured was that whatever. But what I thought the way that they showed it was like, so basically there's the, so the whole vagina is called the vulva. <laughs> then there are the, like the labia part Which of the lips. Yes, exactly. So basically there's a seam. If you have a penis, there's a seam that like basically folds onto the front middle of your dick. And if you rip that up, that's a labia. So that, like, that is your labia. Literally. So, like, that's the labia, and it turns into a scrotum if you're a dude. Yeah. The clit, like, grows out yeah. and becomes a penis, and then it just closes up. And the thing I think that actually blew my mind was, so, we all know what the clit is, the yeah. little, little bean. Mm-hmm. Behind that is a whole other structure that, like, sits behind your labia walls, which I didn't know it sat there. Oh, yeah. And then that is actually where most of the pleasure, at least for women, during sex comes from, is mm-hmm. pressure up against that. So, like, when you're fucking, it's pressing up against it from behind kind of deal. Yeah. So you actually don't have a G-spot inside your vagina, no. first of all, was the thing that blew my fucking mind. I was like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. So that's just, like, hitting a different muscle on the... So that was wild. Uh-huh. The little, like, horseshoe part that comes down from the clit, that's what their testes are. Yeah. It, like, grows out into their testes. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. I literally have testes inside my vagina. Yep. That's fucking wild. I know it is. It's so that crazy. Was cool. Yeah. And, like, the little diagram. Honestly, guys, just watch the show because, like, the diagrams and stuff that they use are great. Also, all the artwork was awesome. The artwork was great. Yeah. I don't know who they got to do it, but it was wonderful. But, yeah, just watching that diagram actually change from a vagina to a penis. I was yeah. like, whoa. Like, literally. They're, they're literally the same. I know. It's the exact same fucking organ. I know. It's just the exact same. <laughs> and I'm so glad that mine is, like, I don't have anything extra on my body. Mine, yeah. I love I, having a vulva. As much as I hate <laughs> having like a vagina and a uterus or whatever, mm-hmm. the amount of times that I'm like, and testicular torsion is a really big fear of chances. Yeah. So like, yeah, I couldn't deal with all those dangly bits. Just trying nah. to kill me all the time. Fuck, dude. No. Literally. Mm-mm. Nope. Anyway. <laughs> um, and this is the next point. So the whole thing, I know we've said it a lot already, but the whole thing is actually called the vulva. And to say vagina is to just reduce it to the reproductive organ. Yeah. So the whole thing is the vulva and the reproductive part is the vagina. Mm-hmm. Just so that's why I keep saying vulva. Cause it's I believe not, the vagina is just the opening, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So, and it was actually funny at this point, they like, they... Uh, shot to all the like normal people and they were like well there's like the hole that you pee from and then there's like the hole that like you know that hole. you know that hole. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like yeah but like what's the vulva and they were like uh-huh. like people don't know and no. i didn't either i didn't i thought the whole thing was well i knew the vagina was the hole but then yeah. i thought that we had just decided that the whole thing was also called the vagina and they yeah. were like no we have a word for that it's vulva just no one likes saying it because it sounds gross for whatever reason. Yeah, and I don't think it does, actually. Vulva's a cool word. Totally. Um, it is also completely normal for labias to be different sizes mm-hmm. and shapes um, because, like we said, it's literally just like a folded up dick. So the way that it folds up is different for everybody. Also, like, ladies, ask yourself, how many penises have you seen in your life? How mm-hmm. many of them have been exactly the same? Mm-mm. The answer is probably none. Mm-mm. 
unless you like i don't know dated twins or something i don't know what the <laughs> stats are on that i bet that would actually be interesting i to wonder know if one probably leans the other way whoa <laughs> interesting yeah we need some twins to reach out and add us and let us know right. if their genitalia is the same oh my god uh, i don't even know twins I know one set, but I would not be comfortable asking them if their vaginas are the same. <laughs> oh, I know those twins. Yeah. No, 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 no. I was thinking male twins. I, at that point, I'm just like, are all twins? Like, is that true? If we got like two ladies, would they have the same labia? I don't know. I don't know either. And anyway, <laughs> a big thing with this, too, is like, and honestly, it's still a thing now. Like, if people have a like a big overhanging labia, people say it looks like like roast beef I and it's gross. Hate and that. it's like, you know how many gross dicks I've seen in my life? Right. And there's also, like, they were kind of talking about this, too. There's so many, when they were asking about the vulva, like, there's so many nicknames for vaginas, like roast beef and Crunchwrap Supreme. Yeah. Like, that was the other thing. When they were asking them, like, what do you call the labia? And the one girl was like, I know, like, 40 different slang names for my vagina, and yeah. I don't know what the labia is. No. Like, it's just crazy. Um so just want to put it out there. It's normal for vaginas to look different. There's actually one part in the documentary. documentary. Oh, because it was with the sex ed stuff. when She they was were, like, let's say vagina. Well, so first they were like in sex ed class. They would take the boys out or whatever. And they would say, say penis five times. They would say penis to five get, times. Like, the yeah. So then after that, they were like, say vagina five times. And each time they said vagina, they showed an actual person. An actual picture of a vagina. And yeah. I was like, whoa. <laughs> literally, we were like, whoa. Okay. But okay. Yeah. yeah. That's happening. We're like, normalizing this. Cool. Literally, it was like almost like a shock at first. And I was like, well, yeah, okay. And it was probably like easier for us because we have vaginas. Yeah. So I don't it was know like, how a okay. dude would have reacted to that. Yeah. Uh, also, just to like note back to that, I definitely remember one of them being pierced and just Oh, really? God. People who I didn't get notice. their fucking vaginas pierced. Ugh. You're champions, man. I don't. I don't. I don't know how you do that. I don't that. know how you do that. Mm-mm. That's fucking wild. Yeah. And like no. dudes get their dicks pierced. Oh my god. No. Ugh. Don't know. Anyway, <laughs> um, this I thought was very interesting because again, myths with vaginas is that if the more sexual partners that you have, the looser your vagina will feel, and that it will never bounce back, and basically you're a ruined woman. Sigh. So actually, hormones affect the penetration of the vaginal wall. So less estrogen may cause the tissues of the vulva and the lining of the vagina to become thinner, drier, and less less elastic or flexible. So essentially, if you have less estrogen, that can affect that. Um, like we were saying before, less foreplay can also make it harder to penetrate. Mm-hmm. Like, There's lots of things that affect sex and the way your body reacts to it. Totally. And, like, I love that they have different women of, like, like different ages, too, because the one lady was like, you know, I love having orgasms, but, like, as I've gotten older, it's different. And, like, I have to do different things to get them now because my vagina's changed with Mm me. (laughs) Like, the other thing that I thought was interesting that they were talking about was, like, obviously the orgasm gap and whatever. And they were talking about how, like, okay, this may be a good segue for that then. Just how, like, women aren't taught to recognize signs of arousal within themselves because they're not taught to be, like, in tune with themselves in that way. They're taught to be like, okay, man, would you like sex now? I I can give you sex if you'd like sex. Would you like sex? Is your dick hard? Okay, let's go. Yeah. So, like... A lot of the times, if you are starting sex, you're maybe not actually aroused. You might be aroused once you get into it, which is totally fine. Yeah. But yeah, they're not, we're not like taught to be in tune with our bodies like that. And like, know when that's something that we're looking for. Like, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I'm just sitting here and I'm like, 
I'm fucking like Randy. I can get it on right now. Yeah. Let's go. Right. But like, that's about it. I know. I, know. I know. Um. So I am going to get to that in a bit because no. there's a few things before that that I need to say. Oh, boy. Looking so, really intensely at your <laughs> iPad. My favorite guy, Freud. Oh, Freud. My dude, I already hated your stupid ass. I hate him so much. So Freud said that clitoris orgasms are immature. And like, so in medical texts and stuff, they had started yeah. to map like the, vag- the vagina. The vagina. Vagina. <laughs> <laughs> the vagina and the clitoris and stuff. They hadn't really done much internal work. So they didn't know about all the all of the clitoris shit going on on the inside. Yeah. They just knew that it existed. And then, yeah, fucking Freud was like, uh, that's a lesser orgasm. You should only be getting orgasms from penetration because no one cares about women's orgasms. Nope. And they were like, if you are not orgasming straight from penis in vagina, that means something's wrong with you. Yep. And, and that was when? In like the 40s or something? 40s or 60s? No, that was like 1800s or whatever. Gross. Yeah. So I hate Freud. That made medical medical professionals be like, mm, that's tiny. Do we even need to bother? Whatever. It literally wasn't in the Grey's Anatomy medical textbook. Oh, that's what it was. The 1940 Grey's Anatomy medical textbook. There yeah. was no fucking vagina diagram. And I'm like, we have them. Literally. What do you mean there's no diagram? They exist. It wasn't made official until 2005. They said to put it into perspective, 10 Bon Jovi tours before we were literally, <laughs> we were literally living on a prayer is what they yeah, said. Yeah, I loved that. <laughs> yeah. 10 Bon Jovi tours before we got a single diagram of the clitoris. Yeah. Like ridiculous. And that was because of a female sex doctor. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ridiculous. Uh, and like you were saying, so half the time when women think they've had an orgasm, they have not actually had one because they don't actually know what it is, which is fair because we're not taught what a female orgasm is or what it... Nope. What it is. What it is or what it feels like or nah. anything. They're just like, fuck him, mm-hmm. get pregnant, job done. So an orgasm is 8 to 12 contractions that get more intense until they eventually stop, essentially. So, when she, like, gave that whole scientific explanation of it, I was like, whoa. <laughs> Actually, she said, because I didn't want to type this because it seemed harsh, but she said, until they terminate. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. Until they stop. I feel like using <laughs> the word terminate in regards to vaginas is a little much. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, also, this was something that, this was what I was going to say about my ex, but um, it's bringing it back now. So squirting. Mm. Squirting happens when the clitoral sponge is stimulated. So there's like a little sponge boy, <laughs> no, like that was a thing. right, a little sponge boy, like right behind the top of the clitoris. <laughs> yep, it doesn't always like so it doesn't always get stimulated. So not everybody does it. Also, though, a big misconception with squirting is it doesn't always like shoot across the room. There isn't like always. It doesn't look like you pee the bed. It's just a little bit of liquid. A lot of the times, it usually is just wetness and. I get really wet when I have sex. Yep. It happens. So now I'm like, wait, am I squirting? Am I squirting? Like, I don't... Is that? So I wanted to do more deep dive in that. But anyway, (laughs) so (laughs) I was... So with my ex, like, if it was, like, really wet or, like, like, definitely, like, there would be, like... Like, I think I would come. Like, there would be, like, white stuff there or whatever. And he would always be so grossed out by it and, like, made me feel like I was gross. For the having fuck? those. Yeah, like it was actually really embarrassing. Would you rather fuck me dry? Like, literally, he was always like, oh my God, I have to like wipe myself down. This is so gross. Ugh. And I'm like, you just came on me. And you're like, your actual cum is on my body. 
Are you serious? Your penis was just inside of my body. Do you expect it to be dry in there? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, no, it was. What a fucking idiot. I know. Oh my God. But that being said, I always thought the squirting was yes. that whole, like, you know, fountain goes across the fucking room. <laughs> yeah. And... Or if it's not that, it was like literally like it felt like you wet the bed. Yeah. And so when she said that, I was like, oh. oh. So it's not always oh. like that. Interesting. Um,. You already said there isn't a G-spot in the vaginal canal. Boom. Yep. Um, a lot of people, though, don't realize because, like, vaginas and dicks are literally the same. Like, the clit gets erect. Like, a penis would mm-hmm. get erect. You just can't see it because it's inside. The Got part a that boner. gets erect is literally. Um, so that can be stimulated, like, when it's erect and it hits the front wall of the vagina. And that's what feels like the G-spot. That was wild to me to find out that, like, all that tissue still gets erect. I yeah. was like, what? I just got a little erection inside of me? Nice. Yeah. So now when I say I have a lady boner, I'm not fucking around. You're not. I got an erection. Uh-huh. Um... <laughs> Oh, they say that men are reliably orgasmic. <laughs> I loved that. Reliably <laughs> orgasmic. Yeah. I literally just typed reliably orgasmic. And I was like, why did they say that? Because men are reliably orgasmic. I really want to make a little cross stitch with like some sparkles on it. That's like reliably orgasmic. Yes. <laughs> um, so the orgas, the orgasmic. <laughs> the orgasm gap. Uh-huh. So... Straight men have a 95% rate for orgasms. Straight women have a 66% rate for having orgasms. Uh, lesbian women are more at 86 because women, women, they <laughs> know women's better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so there's this, literally there's a orgasm gap. And as Megan said, just like the pay gap. And then they were like, just like the pay gap. Yeah, on the show, <laughs> they were like, it's bigger than the wage gap. And I was like, Fucking oh, right, gap. Right, right, yeah. Literally, it is bigger than the wage gap, and it's it's just because there's misinformation and miseducation on both sides. Women don't know their own bodies and don't know how to have orgasms, and men don't weren't taught to care. I I was gonna say I think that's a really big point that they hit on in the show is like not only is all this research not done and whatever, but we're just not taught to care about that. Like, no. it's just like okay, cool, sex, you're good. Yeah, like, <sighs> yeah, I don't. They then went to the Viva Viagra commercial. Oh, my God. That is the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. So they started talking about how there's a lot of, like, like people go to, like, great lengths to make sure that men have orgasms, even to the point of, like, the Viagra pill. And that was created by accident. It was supposed to be a cardiovascular drug, and there was a really fun side effect. And they were like, hey, uh, my dick's hard for a while. That's kind of nice. Yeah. So literally, instead of Viva Las oh. Vegas, it was Viva Viagra. And it was like one of those really old, grainy, like early 2000s commercials. Oh, it was the best thing ever. And it was literally just like a folk band playing mm-hmm. the song, laughing, smiling. And we're like four dudes around a fire having a fucking grand old time. And I was like, you can't tell me this isn't Brokeback Mountain. Right. These guys by themselves in the woods with Viagra. Mm-hmm. This happy about it. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was amazing. Yeah. Super funny. And it came out of nowhere too. Just yeah. Viva Viagra. Yeah. We were both like, what? We were dying. <laughs> um, so once Viagra was created, the, there was actually a team of scientists to work on a female version of Viagra. And a female scientist was asked to be on the team. And she was like, oh, cool. Like, this sounds cool. Um, she was the only woman on the whole team of scientists working on women Viagra. Um, and she said it was really interesting because she's in this room talking with a bunch of scientists and they were going against the main principles that they were first taught about female orgasms. Mm-hmm. 
like they were focusing basically again on like the penetration mm-hmm. aspect of orgasms and she's sitting there like bro the clit though right like hello if you never touched your wife's clit that poor lady literally God damn. someone at work didn't know what the clit was and i was like oh honey no honey. you were an adult yeah it was bad it was bad no uh-huh um i like take that as a joke now when people are like do you know where the clit is and I'm yeah like, yeah like obviously who doesn't know where the clit is literally oh, I didn't know there were still people who didn't know yeah it's really sad that does make me really sad um this was a point i forgot to write about it earlier and i remembered so there's actually someone that said like that when they were talking about vaginas or whatever when they were younger someone said to them like have you never like sat over top a mirror and like actually looked at everything and she was like no and then she did and she was like this looks weird That's like i don't <laughs> yeah right <laughs> she was like i don't really mm, i don't know um but actually someone told me to do that when i was younger um it was actually one of my friend's older sisters i don't remember how the thing came up she's actually a scientist now so i think oh, like that tracks that tracks um but we were like in grade six i think and she said something along those lines like you know, like, if you don't know anything about there, just, like, you know, lock look the bathroom door, grab a mirror, and just take a look. Like, it's interesting. Like, you probably don't even know what it looked like. And I didn't. Nope. Surprise! I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I did. And to be fair, like, I didn't look long. But I was like, oh, like, that's what's down there. That's fucking weird. That's been there my whole life. And I've never looked at it. Never saw a picture. Never knew exactly what it was supposed to look nope. like. That was, like, really eye-opening for I me. I definitely saw pictures of dicks on the internet before I saw pictures of vaginas. Yeah, totally. Just randomly. I know. It's almost like... For the longest time, I thought that maybe it was just because it was so, like, sacred that it couldn't be shown. But I really think it's just a deep shame, like a misogynistic shame. I feel like it, like, I don't know. It stems from a lot of places. But it started as, like, a pious, religious, like, purity, like, yeah, you know, it is sacred. That's kind of what it was. Yeah. But it was very much just another way to control women's sexuality, which totally. is fucked up. Totally. And then, yeah, it just came with this, like, inherent shame. Yeah. And like, like, I remember when I first started masturbating when I was young, and I felt so bad about it. I was like, I don't know what this is or why it feels so damn diggity, but yeah. I feel terrible when I finish. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what that is, but I feel yeah. like I shouldn't be doing it. I don't I have no idea. I found out about masturbation in a really weird way. Oh. <laughs> Every time, like, when I first told Connor about it, he was like, what the fuck? Uh, so I had no idea what it was for the longest time. And I would say maybe at like 14, I finally figured out like what it meant. Cause I knew masturbation for dudes. I knew what that was, but I didn't even know that women, You're like, what do you do? I didn't know the women could do it. Yeah. Like I didn't think that was a thing. And th- looking back on that, I'm like, that's fucked up. Anyways, literally I was on the phone with my friend that had moved away. Oh my God. <laughs> I love this already. And he was a boy. Okay. And (laughs) (laughs) well, he essentially was like, so I was in a long term relationship with my ex and we hadn't like done any kind of sexy time stuff. Like I had no idea what I was doing. I wasn't ready. Yeah. And my friend was like, like, that's fine and whatever. But like, you know, like you've had an orgasm before. Right. And I was like no 15 year old you've had an orgasm before yeah i don't even know what an orgasm is literally i was like no like how would i i was like i can do that literally i was like i don't i've never really been in the situation and he's like and at first i was kind of embarrassed so i i was like yeah like i don't know maybe and he's like no you would know you would know (laughs) you would know fool (laughs) so he literally was like like 
like he talked me through how to do it. I didn't stay on the phone with so him, but he was like, I have figured. Yeah. He was like, like, this is what you do. Like, hang up, do it. Call me back. And I was like, I don't really want to call you I back. I don't really want to call you back. After. And he's like, no, like, take your time, whatever. Just call me back. I want to make sure that like you did it right. Question mark. Or that like you're fine after. Literally. Whatever. Like, and I was like, okay. So like I hung up, I tried. It didn't really go well. It wasn't super comfortable for me. And like, I was like, I'll just wait like 10 minutes and call him back. <laughs> So I did. I, I, I waited 10 minutes. I called him back and I was like, yeah, like I did it. And he's like, did you? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> There's no way. I was like, he would, you would not be talking to me like this right now if you did. Oh my God. That's so funny. And he was like, try again. And he hung up and I was like, <laughs> okay. So I actually tried and it happened and I was like, oh, oh. this is what it is. And it oh, literally, car. I couldn't let myself do it because it felt so uncomfortable first. Mm-hmm. But he was like, just don't fucking worry about anyone else. Just do you. And when I did that, I was like, oh, oh. this is how this is supposed I to work. Do yeah. I'm like my free time. Literally. Cool. And like, so after I called him and he was like, okay, I can tell you actually do it now. <laughs> and he's like, you sound a little glowy. <laughs> right. And he was like, I just wanted you to experience that before you even thought about doing it with someone else. Because, like, how are you supposed to get off with someone else if you can't get off with yourself? That's actually super sweet. Which is actually what that documentary was saying, too. Yeah, that's really, really sweet. Yeah, it's super weird, but, like... Literally, part of me is like, that's so weird to, like, come from one of your dude friends or whatever. And yeah. other part of me is like, that's just so nice that your friend was like, hey, man, no, you go, like, yeah. take care of you first before you start yeah. caring about other people. That's so sweet. I know. It was like, I'm really glad that that's how I found out about it. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, like, if I had just, like, happened upon it and, like, didn't know, I would have been like, oh, my God, is this, like, dirty? Is it I feel wrong? like I just like, kind of figured know. out eventually yeah. that it wasn't. And I was just like, I... Totally. Fine. I get it. Um. So, yeah, there's that's that. So cute. I know. <laughs> But so they actually were talking about, so like once they kind of got more about like the history of the vulva and whatever, they kind of started talking about like how to start, if you don't like love your body, how to accept it and like even just know more about it. So they were saying uh, a good exercise to do, which I love this. I was going to ask if you had the energy to do it before the podcast today. And I was like, I don't think I do to be honest. So that's fine. We'll just, we'll do it another time. Maybe before the next episode. We'll let you know how it goes. Yeah. So you stand in a mirror as naked as you can bear. So you don't even have to be fully naked if you don't want to I like that they did that. They were like, as naked as you can bear. Like if that's just like broad underwear, like you got a shirt on or whatever, just whatever you can do. Yeah. And write things down that you like. And you have to at least write down a few things that you like. You can't not write anything down. That's eyelashes, toenails, whatever. Just write it down and, like, look at yourself, whatever. Reflect on those things that you write down. Cool. Do it again and again and again and again. Try to get more things. The next day. Try and get more things, whatever. And basically what this does, it's, it's a way to see yourself clearly and not how society wants you to see you. And then you just end up with, like, this list of, like, awesome things about yourself that are better than what society is making you out to be anyways. Yeah. And, like, for me, that was a big thing about seeing yourself clearly because a person with body dysmorphia. Oh, my God. Can't do that. I don't. Every time I look in the mirror, it's different. I truly don't know what I actually look like. Mm -mm. So, like, and even I've noticed in pictures, sometimes I look at pictures and I'm like, wow. And then other times I look at pictures, I'm like, wait, is that the same picture? That's not even the same fucking person. Or, yeah, you look at the same picture and you're like, that's different now. Yeah. Like, it's so strange. Yeah. Um, But I thought that was a really good exercise. Um, Interception interoception oh that's the thing where like you're yeah. in tune yeah so it's a sixth sixth sense 
that lets us know what's happening inside our bodies. And (laughs) at first I was like, that's like, I thought it was more just like being in tune, but it's literally like, no, like you're more aware of your heart rate. You can like hear blood pumping through. Literally they're like, like, some people are acutely aware of their heart rate. Some people are like aware of digestive issues and stuff. And I was like, I don't want that. No, I don't want that. Uh -uh. I'm cool with being in tune with myself for like orgasms and sexuality stuff. That's fine. I don't want to know what my heart rate is every second of the day. Nope. No, thank you. Don't want it. (laughs) Nope. Didn't ask for it. Don't want it. Uh-uh. Um, but essentially, like, that would help you figure out more to be more yeah. tuned with your body for sexual stuff. Um, oh, yeah. We've already talked about that, but, but about this. But women's genitals are not widely on display. So unless girls or women, women self-explore, people don't know what it looks like, what feels good, nope. what whatever. And it's 100% true, as we both just said. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy. Um know your own body before introducing yourself to other people uh oh my god and when they were doing that they had a little ikea diagram and all the tools oh my god yes <laughs> little tools to put it together i was like i love that little diagram so much because they, they were like it's not an ikea manual like you're not going to get a manual to know how to put it together you need to figure it out yourself yeah unfortunately. it was fucking amazing so funny the graphics on the show were just excellent they were chef's <laughs> kiss um and then there was a segment on sex toys Oh, my God. This is probably, like, my favorite part. Oh, my God. This lady was so funny. So, uh, her name is Dirty Lola. <laughs> Which I love. <laughs> and it was called Tool Time with Dirty Lola. Tool Time with Dirty Lola. <laughs> so, her whole thing was sex toys aren't a replacement for human interaction. They are literally just tools to help aid in orgasms or pleasure. Um, they're actually considered wellness products. Which I love. Because 100% sexual wellness is important. Totally. They actually, they showed a diagram with, like, the four pillars of like health or whatever for us and sexual health is under the health column totally so fuck yeah yeah and i actually thought that that was a really good way to say that that like they're not a replacement for human interaction because i feel like a lot of men get intimidated by sex toys and they Mm -hmm. essentially think that if they get introduced then like you know my penis or my hands aren't gonna be good enough yeah they're not enough for whatever like you need something else and it's like yeah, sometimes you do need something else. That's not a bad thing. No. I just want to add a little extra spice. Literally. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I thought that was interesting where it's like it doesn't replace it. It just, like, aids. Mm-hmm. Um, where was it? There it is. Um, so something that I didn't know because, like, to be transparent, I don't really use sex toys. So she was saying that you, like, with every sex toy, you need to use lube. Um, because if you don't use lube with sex toys, it can prevent, or sorry, it can make micro tears and that can introduce bacteria and that's how you get yeast infections or other infections. Um, so yes, use lube with all sex toys. Well, and it's kind of the same as like penetration when you're dry. Like it's yeah. just, it's dangerous and like it doesn't feel as good either. Cause no. yeah, it's really sensitive skin on the inside there yeah. y'all just, mm-hmm. just be careful with it. Same thing with really long nails. <laughs> Those get dangerous. Be yeah. Careful. Exactly. Um, something I was going to talk about because they were talking about the magic wand oh my God. Uh, vibrator. <laughs> that thing is huge. It's huge. It's massive. And like, I literally, I think it's bigger or maybe the same as the circumference of this microphone. Like I'm pretty sure a microphone is about the size, especially because it was like a Hitachi wand, which is like a very well-known brand. Yeah. They're like, yeah, these huge fucking... That scares me so bad. (laughs) Literally. So 
the one of the podcasts I listen to, Self Helpless, the one <laughs> host on it, her name's Delaney. She's talked about it multiple times. How mm-hmm. like she literally can't orgasm without it, and like it needs to be directly on her clitoris, and it needs Jesus. to be like a lot of pressure. Like she won't without it, and like she said that. She, so she's married now with her husband, been with him for like, I don't know, seven years now. Mm-hmm. Um, she said in that whole seven years, he's made her come without it maybe like once or twice. Damn. Like it's not. And she just finds it like she had a lot of sexual partners before him. And she was saying like a lot of guys like took it as a challenge. Like, yeah, I can make it happen. And it never fucking did. No, and it's not a challenge. No, it's not. She was like literally like, I just, I know myself and I know my body. If you just listen to me, we'll both have a great time. Yeah. Instead of me just sitting here waiting for nothing to happen and you just trying and trying and trying and trying. Like, it's just, there's no point. Yeah. Why just are we doing let me, this? Let me help you. It's fine. Yeah. We're in this together. We're a team. Literally. Like, it's just, but I thought <clears throat> literally you were like, that's so huge. And I was like, I got a story about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that thing is massive. Uh-huh. Um, I also was, when they got on the butt toys, which oh my she God. was saying, your eyeballs are bigger than your butthole. <laughs> and, like, so she said that you have to have a big base on the um, sex Butt toy. plug, specifically. Yes, because otherwise your butt's going to eat it. Your butt's going to eat it, which I love. And yeah. I specifically remember, my mom has, like, a really big thing with, like, ER shows and whatever. And so many people used to come to the ER on these shows and be like, I have a bottle stuck in my butt or I have a toy stuck in my butt or I have this stuck in my butt. And I'm like, how are these people getting all this stuff stuck in their butt? Because their butts were eating it. Yep. So be careful, y'all. Yep. Vaginas are a little little different. They're not going to try and eat it. Your butt will eat it. Yep. It will disappear. You will probably not be able to get it out. Yep. Totally. So be careful. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, just... To bring it back a little yeah, bit, sorry. when she first started talking, first of all, Dirty Lola, I'm pretty sure her job is just to consult people on sex toys, which is amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, she almost said she was, like, a salesperson for, yeah. like, any other product. And, like, first of all, that's such a cool job to have, to, mm-hmm. like, talk to people about their experiences and whatever. That's such a cool thing to be able to access because like i know chance and i have talked about getting toys before mm-hmm. and we've like looked at the site and been like oh we'll just like go in or whatever it is so fucking overwhelming to go into a sex shop and not know what the fuck you want and be yeah. like well i think i want this but i don't know if i'll actually like it am i gonna spend money on it uh, and then we end up just not so we haven't we have bought nothing because yeah. it's just so overwhelming to be like i don't even know what i want yeah i don't know what i need so having that person would be excellent. And totally. she even said, like, most people when they come to me are just overwhelmed because there's so many different options. Yeah, totally. Where do I start? It would be nice if we had someone like that around here. I don't know what kind and of like, resources. I know that we can go into the sex shop and talk to the clerk there. But A, like, that's really shoddy for customer service. I've gone because when, <laughs> when we went to the sex store in Hamilton to get the movie for Dane for Secret Santa that one year, the lady that was there was fucking amazing. Like yeah. she was asking us if it was for us. We were like, no, it's for a friend. And then like we just chatted with her. She was great. Mm-hmm. I've had some really awkward interactions in sex shops also. Yeah. So I'm like, well, a lot of times that's hit and miss. A lot of the times they're just people looking for jobs. Yeah. They're not like they're interested not in your sex or your pleasure. And like I know like Joelle had a job there for a bit. And she mm-hmm. was like, I love working here because I like talking to people about it i'm like can you just wear like a little badge that says like i like to talk about sex yeah like, i don't know totally uh ooh, ooh. but and like Yikes. as much as joelle is very open and whatever it's not like she is like an education in this or exactly. like really knows like she she knows what she likes but like this person literally was like she knew what most people yeah, would like or and she whatever. started going through and she was like if you want to start this i wouldn't start with this toy i'd start with this toy yeah if you don't like it and she was explaining oh my god 
there's one that's like this little like horseshoe and it sits on top of your clit and like under your labia so it just kind of like tucks in like a Mm -hmm. little little burrito and she's like some people have labia that are too big for this like whatever whatever if it doesn't fit just means the toy's not for you it's not a big deal try something else and i was like yes i love how like Mm -hmm. cool that just means that toy's not for you try something else literally it was awesome love that Mm -hmm. um i think that's all that i had about the toy part did you have anything else to touch on on i just wanted to put emphasis back on don't put stuff up your butt okay (laughs) (laughs) don't put not butt stuff up your butt i also like she was talking about people come in and they like want like a big butt plug and she's like have you ever stuck something up your butt I feel like you haven't stuck something up your butt. And she just gives them a pair of gloves and some lube and is like, go home with these. Yeah. Have some fun. Yeah. Figure out what you can handle first. Exactly. Like, yeah. And it's just so funny. Yeah. I love have it. Have you put something up your butt, your butt before? Mm. I don't think you have. Yeah. I don't think you should be starting with this. No. Um. Okay. And then there's just a few more things where it kind of like rounded out. So they had the sex scientist back on, the female sex scientist. I like her. Um, I loved her. And she was saying that um, when you have sex, there's actual, like, hormones that act as, like, that have an opioid effect. Mm -hmm. So that could help with chronic pain. It could actually help with a lot of different things. There's a lot of, basically, she was saying, like, she doesn't want to get rid of pharmaceuticals, but there's a lot of illnesses that are being treated with pharmaceuticals that we could probably just do masturbation and would be treated the same. Yeah. Like, masturbation is just not seen as something that's helpful. It's mostly seen as something, like, dirty and weird, especially for women. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, yeah, it's normal for dudes. But even then, like, I don't think even, like, this this didn't really focus on the dudes. But I also think that as much as it's normalized for dudes, I don't think people like take it seriously no they they just make like crusty sock jokes and like that's yeah. it and like it's the same thing with like cleaning penises like i don't think we take sexual health seriously in no. any fucking way shape or form no. which is ridiculous yeah like just, i don't understand how as a society we've gotten this far no like we don't take it seriously i think it's just more normalized for males that's the yeah. only problem um and then the last basically point was just that she wants to do a lot of sex research to find out like more about female orgasms and pleasure. But funding with sex research is way underfunded. People just think it's unimportant. And also, if you are a sex scientist, you also lose respect of your peers mm-hmm. because other scientists don't see it as like a legitimate Serious thing. science. And it's like it's it's to do with our bodies. Like there's crazy shit going on in our bodies when we're having sex or orgasming or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I don't understand how we don't know more about this. I know. It's crazy. And even, like, when she talks about treating, like, insomnia or chronic pain or whatever, like, how good do you sleep after you've had some good sex? Mm -hmm. You sleep great. And, I mean, even if you don't sleep great, you probably fall asleep a bit faster. Definitely. Sleep a bit better for a little bit. Like, totally. Fucking rub one out before bed. Boom. You're good. Well, and she was actually talking about how a lot of people say... A lot of people say that they masturbate before they go to bed, like, to try and go to sleep. But we don't know why. We just know that it works for some people. It doesn't work for other people. Mm -hmm. So, like, she's really interested to find out why. Why? But no one wants to give her money to find out why. And it's just so, like, it's – I think that science is curiosity-based. It is. And I don't understand why we aren't just, like – Unless it's going to harm someone, we should just be funding everyone's curiosity. Like, why can't we find out more about this world that we live in? And, like, especially about our bodies. There's so much we don't know about it. Like, I'm flabbergasted that science is like, no, I don't want to learn more about this. Like, right? I know. What if it could cure cancer? You don't know. I know. You don't know because you've never checked. And there's a lot of things that, like, 
like people try and make medication for like other things and find out like the Viagra one was Mm -hmm. supposed to be cardiovascular and being Viagra. There was one, someone was trying to cure like a kind of cancer or whatever, and they ended up curing Alzheimer's Mm -hmm. or at least helping a way to treat it. Yeah. So it's like, dude, like, I don't know why we aren't just letting scientists run wild and do whatever the fuck they want as long as it doesn't hurt people. Yeah. (laughs) And they have like people to sign up and like volunteer for it, which was the other funny thing was they were showing like the part of the experiment and the scientist was like explaining to this lady. She fits her with like this head cap with all these sensors on and then she's like, cool, I'm going to leave you here. So you need to like record the start and the stop of your orgasm. So when it starts, just hit. And she's got like this keyboard and all the keys are all bright yellow. She's like, just hit any key on this keyboard. Just Mm -hmm. smash the keyboard when it starts and when it stops. And I was like, I just got to sit in this medical office and like whack one off try really hard to hit that keyboard also with all these fucking wires and shit attached to my head. Yep. Super sexy. But also, a lot of volunteers get paid. Like, you're just gonna pay me to rub one out To in rub room? one out for science? Hey. Fuck yeah. I, I would do that. I would love to sign up for that. There's actually been a lot of times where I've wanted to sign up for medical trials. I forget. Uh, McMaster was doing something a little while ago. I, I remember, remember you telling me about I don't that. Know what the fuck it was me now, neither. but I never ended up hearing back from them, which kind of sucked. But I was actually really interested in doing it. I, don't, I wish I could remember what the fuck it was. But I was yeah. like, "Yo, is this legit?" Because like, I'll do this. This is cool as fuck. Yeah. Like, I don't know why, but I've always wanted to be part of a medical research. Same, thing. especially if it's not like if it's just literally like, yeah, just masturbate a bunch and let me like let me know like how long they last for, how often yeah, you can do it. Like that's harmless or like like uh sleep ones or yeah. whatever. Oh, like Oh, that's what it was. It was a fucking sleep one. Ah. Uh, I was like, I'm just gonna come and sleep. I'm not gonna sleep well, but oh well. Yeah. You're gonna pay me for it? Yeah, cool. you gotta study my brain waves while I sleep. Let's find out what what's wavy waves. What waves we got in there. <laughs> well on that note. Oh. <laughs> Is yeah. That, is that the end? Yeah, that's the end. Oh, all right. Well, it's not the end of the series because, no. and I, I actually really like the way they ended the show because they were like, it's not just about your body. On the next episode, we'll talk about your mind. Oh, yeah. So I'm very curious to see now where, like, your mind and then spirit. I'm a little question mark about what that's going to be about. Yeah. But I'm into it. I'm real into it. Real into it. Uh, yeah. So we'll see you next time when we do that. Yes. Bye. Bye.